Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And on today's Going In Raw News Brief, Miro shoots on his WWE departure. Tony Khan talks AEW wrestlers keeping indie dates. And we preview SmackDown. But first, WWE has announced Undertaker's final, final real goodbye. Larson, what's in the news? What's in the news? So uh, the question must be asked, and I shall pose it to you, Steve. Have we seen the last of mm, the dead man? Never. I signed a 15-year contract, and Vince is going to wring as much dead man out of that contract as he can. Uh, I don't know, but in the latest trailer for this year's Survivor Series, which is all about The Undertaker, no uh, mention of Raw versus SmackDown. <laughs> brand versus Brand versus Undertaker. Current wrestlers, none of that. WB has stated uh, that The Undertaker will make his final farewell mm. at the show and this was uh, seemingly confirmed as well in a subsequent WWE press release which stated the following quote Undertaker's final farewell will take place at Survivor Series capping off the Phenom's legendary 30 year career is Undertaker actually going to retire this time is he done he seemed content with the Boneyard match in the last dance he's like if that's how I have to go out that's cool but there's always that caveat if Vince needs me, he has my phone number. So that's the that's that's the big thing. Yeah, you can have a final farewell. Ric Flair has had how many of them? Terry Funk had how how many of them? Oh wow! This is this is wrestling, dude. Like this is this is a great hook. I think they maybe they wanted something more of a hook than just celebrating the Undertaker. Uh, and so they're gonna make it, you know, his final farewell. Uh, is this is this analogous to when uh, WWE like pretty much told Daniel Bryan he had to retire? I mean, no health, no health issues aside. Yeah. I, yeah. This, this, I don't think it's had anything, anything to do with that. I think this is I, more analogous would be Ric Flair because yeah, they, they told him and he didn't want to. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's kind of what I meant is yeah. Dana Bryan didn't want to retire either. And they said, Hey, you're coming to Seattle. You're going to retire today. No, I, I actually believe that in this case, it's more along the lines of, you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to, it's goodbye for now. It, like you said, you know, it's it's Undertaker understands the game. He understands how these things work. He understands how much value there is to be had in, you know, a time when WWE desperately does need some value to their product. He understands. So I think he's probably totally fine with this. He's not going to go to AEW and, and become, you know, uh, uh, Kane the, the mortician. mortician. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, no, uh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I think he's t- probably totally fine, and he totally understands that uh, next year he could come back. You know, uh, now, I'm going to give this pay per view a ratings bump. What could be the case? What could be the case is maybe. Well, no, AJ's on Team Raw already, so no, he's not. I mean, I was like, okay, maybe there'll be. Uh, like a like maybe a last match they'll build for in three weeks, uh, where so, you know, and somebody just takes a choke slam and a tombstone. Um, it could be this if they want to, you know, kind of tie up that little loose story thread where or AJ is traumatized from the Boneyard match, like he's on the verge, or Team Raw's on the verge of, of winning their Survivor Series match. Gong, yeah, uh, he's distracted. He takes a finish. He loses. Yeah, I don't know what else. Yeah, this, I mean something. I don't know. Um. They probably won't reference it at all. He'll probably come out talk for five minutes, and that'll be that. I feel like that. I think AJ. I think they'll probably let AJ mention it. I mean, they made kind of a deal of it back in Money in the Bank. After that, what they could do is maybe throughout the show, leading up to his speech, do segments backstage, like just really let the guard down. He's just wandering around backstage. People go up to him, "Hey, thanks, Taker. Thanks for your career. Yeah. Thanks for your inspiration. So on, so forth." He turns around. AJ's there, and he's like petrified. And he, he drops the Undertaker persona. He's just Mark Calloway. He's like, hey, AJ, it's fine. And AJ's still freaked out and just runs off. Yeah, I so, like that. That's Yeah, it, it could be something like that. So, yeah, I mean, dude, obviously he hasn't wrestled in I don't know how long. I mean, yeah, the Boneyard match, I guess, um, which yeah, wasn't even, match. even like a real match. So it wasn't like it was Undertaker. No, Undertaker. No, he did matches after Undertaker Goldberg. He did matches after that. Didn't he do the – oh, it, was, it, was, it was the Extreme Rules one, wasn't it? Yes. The, the Roman yes. Reigns tag good. match. Yeah, it was, yeah, really, was yeah, good. a good way to go out in terms of like actual matches. Yeah, um, that was a really fun match. I mean, yeah, dude, they talked about it so much during uh, the, the last ride that it wouldn't shock me if this was uh, on the horizon. Uh, plus, doesn't he have like, I don't know, like he, he could do a podcast or whatever for WWE, whatever. Network yeah. podcast network. Tales from the Dead Man. What the, yeah, the, the, yeah, Talking Dead. Um, so... Yeah, I, final farewell. Yeah, maybe, but maybe. you know, once you get eighty thousand strong at WrestleMania again, twenty twenty two, then I could see him coming back and doing something. Maybe it's, it's your host of WrestleMania Undertaker, yeah. Mark Calloway. Hey, everybody! Hopefully, enjoying the concessions here. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so uh, let's talk about this. Speaking of uh, people leaving the WWE, speaking of final farewells, Miro talked about his WWE final farewell, which actually did seem to be pretty definitive, at least for now. He spoke about what led to his WWE release during his recent appearance on Shock. Talk is Jericho. Well, Miro took his time getting on Talk is Jericho because more often than not, your release from WWE, like your first booking is Talk is Jericho. That's exactly where you go first, yeah. He took Um, a few weeks. So he said this. He said, I got a text message the day of. It said, Miro, we need to talk. I actually had the feeling, so I wanted to call Mark Carano. I was like, should I text him? But I was at the vet. It was like, okay, I'll take care of the dogs first. And the next thing you know, I get a text message. Hey, we need to talk. I knew right away. So I called him. He told me, I'm so sorry. And I really lashed out for five minutes. I did lash out because there's just so much. It was just much over the years. It was so much over the years. I was getting some of the boys around because... We were not okay about how everybody was treated in the pandemic situation. We felt scared to go to work. And once again, it was probably 10 of us talking. Somebody leaked it to the office. From us 10 people that we were that were talking, somebody leaked it to the office and to the dirt sheets. And once that happened, I knew right away 
They're going to fire me because they're going to blame it all on me, of course, because I'm the guy, but it doesn't matter. They fired me. I lashed out because I think we're on the path of doing something good because I do want to protect the boys. We all wanted to protect the boys and the girls. That didn't work out, and that's why I felt like they cut me underneath because I was just so angry, man. Oh, those transcripts are from Wrestling Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, uh... Less than shocking uh, yeah. and, and, and shitty. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But he's with AEW. Yes. You know, he seems to be pretty happy. I don't know, man. All the, all the, I mean, look, clearly he said he was fired, so he wasn't itching to get out. Although, I mean, he did sort of, didn't he? I don't want to say there this without. that he, he had requested his release. Yes. I thought he had confirmed that recently, though. And I don't want to say this without sourcing it. So if you want to speak for a few moments while I mention that. Um, There's some other interesting bits in this interview he had with uh, Jericho. They talked about the process of him coming into AEW. Uh, I guess uh, once the the round of releases in April happened, Jericho talked to Tony Khan about who they want to bring in. And according to uh, Jericho Miro, uh, Tony Khan, uh, Miro was the one name. Pretty much. So uh, he says uh, this. The, now, these transcripts are from Sports Kita. Um, and this is also from the Talk is Jericho show. Um, Miro said that he had asked for his release from WWE in 2017 and that it became public news just a day later. He said he didn't feel safe in the company as there was no one to talk to about concerns that he had. He said this. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. These transcripts are not just from Sports Kita, but they're Sports Kita got them from WrestleTalk. He said, well, I did ask about three years ago. I did ask because it was another situation where I was just unhappy. And I talked to one person the next day. That conversation was on the dirt sheets. It was like, really, who do you go to? Who do you turn to when you're down, when you need advice, when you need someone to be like, hey, man, you'll be okay. You have nobody because they're all stooges. Somehow it always leaks out. You just don't feel safe. If you don't feel safe, you don't know where to turn to. Then you are naked out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So he confirmed in 2017. I mean, dude, it seems like a pretty shitty place for for a lot of people to work. Yeah, it, yeah, it really does. It doesn't seem like the healthiest work environment. No, it really doesn't. Far from it. Uh, speaking of healthy work environments, Tony Khan's trying to keep a healthy work environment. Uh, and during a recent interview with Sports Illustrated, he was asked, uh, given that there have been several outbreaks at some independent wrestling shows uh, the last few months, uh, it, whether he'd uh, continue to allow AEW talent to work the indies this is what his answer is quote i implemented a policy where people were only supposed to work indie shows when certain conditions were met there have been times when people did not take that seriously so i've tightened up the restrictions i'll still allow it under certain conditions but people need to look me in the eye and say that the conditions are being met our talent and their opponent need to be tested before the show there also needs to be a good reason why the match is important this is important for everybody's everyone's safety as well as important for our show I've been flexible in the past because I thought it was good for the talent to have the opportunity to earn as well as great for the fans and the indies as a whole. We also don't run every night of the week, so it allows for talent to get extra reps too. So we have a policy, and I'll be enforcing it strictly. He continues, I'm not going to end it. We are going to take a closer look at it. More so now than ever, people need to come to me directly about this. I'm going to be strict about what people can and can't do, but I won't say you won't see people make special appearances on independent shows because I think there's a lot of merit to that. Tough situation for him to be in. It is. It is. Um, you know, uh, seemingly, basically, everybody at AEW has it in their contracts. Seemingly, there might be exceptions. I don't know of, uh, where they can work independent dates mm-hmm. uh, around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's great for them because, as Tony mentioned, they don't work five days a week like WWE does. So yeah. if they want to get extra reps, make a few extra bucks, they have that opportunity, and that's great. At the same time, though, Tony has a, a company he needs to protect. And it ain't and, just some you know dog and pony show, man. This is a national cable outlet deal worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So it's you, you really can't be messing around too much. Mm-mm. So I understand this. Um, you know, this seems like one of those things that circumstances have brought this on in an ideal world. I'm sure, you know, uh, the pre-pandemic days where, you know, someone comes up to him and says, hey, can I work the show? Yeah, go ahead. You know, and maybe at some point we'll get back to that. Uh, but those days aren't going to be aren't happening now. And who knows when they're going to happen. So in, in the interim, you got to do what you got to do to protect your business. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, there is a SmackDown on tonight. Should be a fun one because SmackDown these days is pretty fun. Uh, starts off with Sasha Banks. This is a SmackDown preview. Oh, on Twitter, on WWE's Twitter, they confirmed that Carmella, I think, is going to be in action or mm. she's at least going to be on camera and not in one of those little videos. So, gotcha. uh, yeah, we're going to see what's going on with that. Uh, Sasha Banks is going to battle Bailey in uh, their big rematch. That should be a banger. Should be a good match. Yeah, hopefully it made events the show. We got a couple of Survivor Series qualifiers. I can already see where these are headed. Uh, Otis goes head-to-head with Seth Rollins, and also Rey Mysterio takes on King Corbin. They're really going to make us sit through Survivor Series with Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio on the same team. I wouldn't mind that. Yes, yeah. yes they are. I wouldn't mind yes, that. Yes, they are. I think that's great. That's fun. I'd much rather have just a, 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 a grudge match between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio so this story can end. Yeah, but why would you give up like the the drama of you know this, this is a lot more drama now on Team SmackDown by having these guys together. Plus shorter no shorter show, less matches. That's what I'm about. I'm a AEW man. I'm afraid this show's gonna be like five hours long, man. It might probably be three and a half, maybe four hours with the with the buy and everything. Oh, I just want to get the Seth Ray thing over with. Let's get it over with. What is it's what should take... I eat tomorrow for the uh, uh, what you call it AEW full gear? Yeah, that. I'm gonna have some Del Taco, dude. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. I wish I had a Del Taco close by. I guess I could I could uh DoorDash or Double D DoorDash it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Thanks for watching everybody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the Friendo Care Package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Do you follow automotive news or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey. And every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on The Big Three. You'll also get a lot of laughs, hot takes, and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media. So, whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes, up, oh, that's a good-looking car, <laughs> check out The Big Three, available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube. 